whenever my world falls apart I never lose hope or lose heart Whatever the form of the storm that may brew Not with you to lean on, darlings, you Hello and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. My guest today is the operations manager for Cultural DC. It's Jennifer Osborne, everybody. Hey, everybody. How you doing? I'm lovely. I'm pumped. Really excited to be here. To talk about? The 1996 uh, London cast recording of Jesus Christ Superstar up against the live NBC version. set by my childhood favorite so all right so you're here for direct compare and contrast i don't really think so but you know when you have an idea of what you like sure and then something is different it's like you know mcdonald's is always the same and that's why i like it and then i go to like shake shack and i'm like this is different i need to think about it i need well that's true that's true it does require a level of and I watched it a couple times. I watched the live version a couple times. Uh-huh. Um, and my my thoughts did change from my okay. original feelings that night, which I think were also affected by the fact that those commercials really killed the flow of the show. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to show it to someone. And it was hard because we didn't have fast forward. Right. We didn't have fast forward that day. <laughs> it was hard. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, he was like, can you fill in? this blank and i'm like i can't yeah like i love it but i can't really tell you what exactly is going on yeah um so (laughs) i'm one of those people with religion where like i think i know religion Mm -hmm. and then people are like here's some religion i'm like oh right (laughs) yeah you're right because i consider myself a pop culture catholic okay i was raised catholic um so my holy trinity is jesus christ superstar dogma and uh lamb the Gospel According oh. to Biff, Christ's okay. Childhood Pal. So that's, oh, wow. That's, that's quite a diverse... Book. Look at that. So that's my Holy Trinity. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Godspell for a second. There. Never. Wow. No, only on Easter do we listen to Godspell. It's the only day that we break it out. That's and then we maybe... listen to Fiddler on the Roof in my house. Because that's, that's on <gasps> oh, television. Oh, I want to come <laughs> over and watch it. Tradition. It was always on TV at Easter time. Uh, awesome. So how did Jesus Christ Superstar come into your life? I was... Um, always kind of a uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber nerd my music teacher in fifth grade was like we're gonna listen to the Phantom of the Opera and it was like my world like opened up um and then my very first show was Joseph and the Amazing Technical oh, Dreamcoat okay. which like isn't it everybody's sure you know um and so I was like okay let's explore this canon a little bit and I I don't like the Ted Neely version that's not yeah, I don't like the Ted Neely version. My either. version, yeah. you know. So I remember watching VH1 and thinking, this just isn't for me. Mm-hmm. It's just not for me. And then um, I was on like a shopping spree in like 2002. 
I think, because uh, the, the 96 version came out in 2000. So I was like buying Paul Oakenfold CDs. I was like really into techno for some reason. Like Alice Ripley had a CD. And mm-hmm. so I bought that. And then I saw this version. And there were other versions. Um, but I'm like reading the back. And it was like Alice Cooper. And yeah. I was like, shut up. That's fun. So I'll <laughs> choose this one. And I was so surprised by this version because it's honestly a bunch of nobodies who are freaking rock stars Mm -hmm. you know like they're not rock stars but they have that sound and this album just like spoke to everything i liked as a music listener it was rocking it was pop culture catholicism you know so it really spoke to me and then i lived in uh, knoxville tennessee and uh jesus christ superstar came to the Historic Tennessee Theater, oh. my, one of my favorite theaters, and it was Ted Neely yeah. playing Jesus at 60. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? No. So I didn't dig it, but their Judas was like, oh my God. And, you know, living in Tennessee, coming from upstate New York, I was like, is that Judas Black? Mm-hmm. What? And it was like not a choice I ever would have thought of because mm-hmm. of this version. This dude's obviously like whitish. Yeah. Um, who plays Judas, man, I just dug it. And during Superstar, he came out in a white tuxedo. It was very classy. Um, so we'll get to the costumes I like that description. later. It was very classy. Very classy. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just loved it. And this just has such great songs. The overture is so moving and the opening number. So I just, I would say it's, it might be my favorite of all of his all of Andrew Lloyd Webber's work. Oh, okay. Yeah, which my like 13-year-old self is like, what are you talking about, Jennifer? Like, it's Phantom all uh, the way. Okay. Because my first crush ugh, was Michael Crawford. <laughs> my first CD was uh-huh. a Michael Crawford CD. And then my friends like forced an Alanis Morissette Jagged Little Pill CD into my hand. And then I kind of, you know, started my... Your development My began. Schooling. Yeah, and sure. I was like, what's this Green Day? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's how it kind of came into my life. And it's really stuck around. It's a great road trip album. Oh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm not a Ted Neely guy either. When Daniel Molman was here to talk about Superstar, Which we I listened did. to that Good. one. We did. Nice job. Yes, we did that version. That was my version, the same one as sure as the, the rock opera 1970s yes. version. Um, and. I saw Ted Neely on tour in like 95 or 96 in yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah, this was later than when yeah. I saw it. I had to be he in the He toured the, the show forever. Ugh, um, why? And I was I was struck by the fact that the Judas I saw also was very, very good. But was struck by the fact that he was older because he kind of had to be older because Ted Neely was older. Right. And it was that funny thing of like aging up a lot of the characters. Absolutely, which is a note I made about the NBC version. So remind oh, okay. me that we want to talk about age. Yeah, sure. For sure. I will definitely For make a note about sure. that. Yeah, it's a, so it's a, I mean, it's it's a great show. I I, I, I vacillate between whether this or Evita is my favorite. <gasps> Andrew Lee Weber depends mostly on the recording. Um, I agree. And I'm, yeah. and that is maybe a fault of ours. That we really get that tuned ear, and then we can't accept something else. Well, it's not just... I mean, you're absolutely right. You're 100% right. When somebody starts singing Gethsemane, and it's uh, <laughs> it's not Ian... Um, 
I think it's Ian Gilliam. Hang on, I have to look this yes, up. Yes, you're right. Okay. And that is Bill Aiken's favorite version, which, man, oh, okay. he just sold that dude for like two days after this version. <laughs> I wasn't even commenting. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Uh, Check out Steve Balsamo. Yeah, <laughs> who is very good. But when oh. it's not Ian Gilliam, I, I do get a little like, that's not quite. I need to listen to that that's version. That's not how I do it. I like, it's funny. I like, but but with this show, as you say, there are a ton of albums, a absolute ton. And this isn't even the 1990s. I thought you meant when you said you wanted to do this first in the 1996 cast. I thought you meant my wife has a Paul Nichols London Highlights album that is actually like 92. So I just pulled that out and then looked at the year and went, oh, that can't be right. And when right. I Googled, we found the right one. But it's just hilarious that there are a ton of cast albums for this show. And maybe that's an Andrew Lloyd Webber thing. What isn't? That's what makes it funny. Really? Is that he is, and I've talked about this on the show before, he is kind of notorious, to me at least, for he doesn't release a lot of different versions of his shows. There is mm -hmm. only one Phantom cast album That's you can true. buy. There are two Cats ones. There's a couple Josephs. And mine's the best. I don't know which one it is. It's definitely London Do you have the one cast. with the tag on it? The, 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 the long... I think so. It's not that dude who was part of a brother-sister act. It's not his. Oh, Santani Osman's? It's uh... not his. Okay. It's before his. It's definitely yeah. a London cast. Okay. And it's so good. There are a bunch of Josephs. There's a bunch of superstars. There's like... But like Evita, for example, has the the studio cast recording, the concept album. When it went to London, they did a highlights album. He loves highlight albums. He does. And yes. then they did a full Broadway cast recording. Uh, and then with Superstar, it was a similar thing where they did the concept album, two disc, a highlights Broadway recording, which is only a true shame because Ben Vereen plays Judas. It was his breakout Shut role. Shut up. Yeah. And he was... Like, he's phenomenal. Ben Vereen's the reason that, that Judas is usually an African-American actor. Because I did not it, know that, yeah. and I'm obsessed They with did that. Ben Vereen, and then they did, it was an African-American actor whose name I can't remember, in the movie. And that kind of solidified it as being, That's you know, true. You know what? I feel like I have blocked the film, and that's why I don't remember yeah, that I don't even the, the film. film has a... I do not like the film Judas. at all. Except for, hilariously, Josh Mustel, who plays um, Herod. Herod seems to be... I, whoever not? plays Herod, I I'm, I tend to be a fan, because Herod's such a fun, yes. a fun part. Uh, and so, like you come in at intermission and you leave before curtain call. Let's oh, be gosh, real, yeah. oh, you know. Totally. It's one song, <laughs> literally know. one scene. And I've seen productions of Superstar where Herod was a member of the core. You know, it was in the whole show. It it doesn't ruin stuff, but it's not like he should just come out and sing this song and then go away. I've also seen versions where Herod is in the trial before Pilate. That happens he's just after there, his song. Like, watching? He's just kind of there watching with That's the group, and it wasn't bad. It's like my brain being my brain. I'm like, so you traveled from <laughs> Jerusalem to wherever Herod is, and then back again, and brought Herod. Uh, anyway, I mean, it, he it, is king. He is. He <laughs> so. can do it. It gives a little moment because Pilate does have that line where he says, "Um, was Herod unimpressed?" And it gave Herod like a it's chance like, to. Ding! Directly respond. He put his, yeah. he gave a little thumbs down. I that was that. that was cute, but uh, you know, I don't want him in the ensemble because no. as like a theater person, I notice that. And DC theater, it's fine to double cast. That's not well, totally. what I'm saying. But but there's certain parts. Just pay him less. I mean, yeah. I don't know or whatever. Like just it, it is what it is. If you're gonna yeah. do this, like because there's only like four parts in this show make really anyway. Just make it make it that part. <laughs> so Give, true. But it's funny. It's it's one of those roles. It's like um I did uh, Music Man in college. 
I played Charlie Cowell, the bad guy, the anvil salesman. <laughs> and I said, it was like my, my director, Jane Pesci Townsend, said it was the only time anyone ever asked for less stage time. Yeah. I said, because the character's in the opening number and then the end of act two when he comes in to cause problems. And I said, I don't, I'm not You don't want to be like the, the paper boy. I don't want to be in the rest of the show. Yeah. Like, I come in at the beginning, I do my thing, I disappear. And then when I come back, there's a little weight to the fact that, oh, right, that's the guy we saw right. at the beginning. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. There are certain roles like that that the 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 part shouldn't be bigger than is in the script. They shouldn't drift into the ensemble yeah. and drift out again. Because you know what? You're going to stand out and it's not yeah. like in a good way. Yeah. And she really was like, gosh, you have no songs and you've asked not to sing. Like, this is really fun. I'm like, I just, that's the part. I'm like, easy I play peasy, the part. man. I, yeah. yeah. I, re- I didn't tell her at the time, but I kind of like, I have to go to so fewer rehearsals now. Like I, Amen. yeah, I get to go to all the shows. I get a bow because I'm, <laughs> and I, I have a great part and I don't have to go to rehearsal and I'm thrilled with that. That's why I love playing the best friend. Oh, don't yeah. give me a lead. I want to be like her <laughs> snotty best friend. Like I'm in act, best lines. act one, scene eight. And right. <laughs> like, that's it. I'm, I'm good. good. Backstage, just don't miss your entrance. And then you're at my funeral at the end. Oh, it's all about tragic. me. Tragic. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at it, it's really my story. It's really story. just all about me. Uh, <laughs> well, we did a plot synopsis last time, so I'm not going to worry about that so much. Plus, it's it's the Bible. And for me, like, it's not about the plot because yeah. it is... What it is, Mm -hmm. you can buy it or you can leave it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? For me, it was about moments. Mm -hmm. And so that was the most fun for me was to really pay attention to the moments that meant something to me and what their interpretation was. And let's be real, like, this was a ton of pressure for this production, for this NBC production. Mm -hmm. It's forever, which most theater isn't. And even if it is, it's a crappy version that's not HD. You're not seeing like John Legend's poor chest just like constricting during Gastel. I mean, Rye was like, that kid's drowning. Somebody save him. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just, so I I think it was a lot for them. You know? Um, So, really nice job. There is a lot of, so the, well, oh, I remember where I was headed in the first place. So the but one of the things that I the the comp between this version, the '96 recording, and the live version is a very it's a it's an easy comparison to make though because this sounds the most like the the TV version, like which I saw mm-hmm. I watched the live NBC version first and then listened to this album, and I was struck by the arrangements, the vocal choices. Yes. Like there's a lot of similarities between the two, down to the fact that Alice Cooper plays. Herod in both versions. Which, fun fact, mm. he was not actually in the cast. He was only on the cast recording. Right. So this album is weird. That be- could have been the first time you ever really played it. It could have been, yeah. It cert- might have been the first time you ever did it on stage. We'll Google it. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We, we don't need to look that. That's a fact we don't need to get right. Uh, but it is, this cast is, this cast, except for Alice Cooper, was the 96 London Revival cast. So apparently it was released in England. Oh, of course, the they 90s. get all the good stuff first. It was first. released in America in 2000 to be in front of the Broadway revival oh. of Superstar, um, which I don't believe has its own cast recording. And uh, I, why would you do that? Why would you be like, listen to this awesome thing that these Brits did and now go see it on Broadway? It's a really weird... It's such a funny thing for me with Lloyd Webber's stuff, and I don't want to dwell on it because I've talked about it before, but I do want to reiterate that for somebody who has who's two of his biggest shows ever started as concept albums and even phantom had i think three singles that were recorded and released 
before the show. Right. It is very weird to me that he doesn't do an album for literally every single production. Even for because it also doesn't make any financial sense to me. Like Right. I know it costs a lot of money to produce a cast album, and I get that. But this, Why not? People collect these things. Absolutely. Like, you know, I have five versions of Superstar. I have right. all three versions of Evita. And I want a version of the show I saw. Maybe so they I don't, don't really get the collector's uh, like anxiety that Americans do. Yeah, maybe that's true. Sure. The only thing I can think of is there's a like he made a financial decision because he also does a weird thing with the most recent show with uh, School of Rock, his most recent show. They recorded their cast album before they came to Broadway, so that it could be sold at the opening. So you night. know all the songs, right? <laughs> Except they made changes. To the score between the cast recording and opening night. Oh, that would drive me crazy. So there are song. There is one song which I actually really like on the cast album, um, called "Give Up Your Dreams and Get a F-ing Real Job." job. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> My mom would love that. Song. It's a. It was cut. It's a, so there's a cut song on the cast album, and but there's also songs in the show that aren't ever recorded, and it does feel this very practical. Like, listen, we just need the album to sell it in the lobby. It doesn't make right. any difference. And on one hand, I do respect the fact that he's like, no, the show is the thing. The album is just is ancillary to the show. But on the other hand, like, he's literally the only one who takes that approach. So I don't understand right. what his motivation is. I don't either. Because yeah. I want them all. Yeah. I do. I want to be able to pick them apart. Yeah. And, and like, listen to the differences. And then make like a, a mixed album of mm-hmm. all the different versions, but like in their own order. There you go. Oh, Finding a perfect album for so that. Hot. You could really do that with this show because there's so many solos. You could really blend and pick and choose. Your... Now, there's a couple from the NBC version I'm deleting. The um, ensemble was, the ensemble was star- yeah. great. Shockingly great. They were so featured. When I say shock, like they were unbelievably put to the front and allowed to be yeah well even in in superstar Mm -hmm. those three girls are supposed to be front and center and they Mm -hmm. were in the back they barely got a Mm close-up i was like can we please see the gaga girls like i like them a lot and they they probably thought oh man we're gonna get the best close and then they're Mm -hmm. like oh look it's my back i'm in the side (laughs) whatever but you I mean with Brandon, Brandon Victor Dixon as Judas, you're, you get no complaints from me on on a lot of that sort of stuff. Yeah, I He's, think we're yeah. gonna have an interesting conversation about him. Okay, so yeah, the 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 before we cl- like, I think we're gonna spend a lot of time on the on the. I only have four pages concert. of notes. That's fine. I'm it's totally only four. You can cut me off. So we're time. gonna have to. We're gonna jump back and forth, and we're gonna. I'm gonna try to keep try to keep it clear for the audience which one we're talking about yes but i think it will be clear based on our responses but the last thing i want to say before we jump fully into the live concert aside from the fact that it was not a concert but we'll move on the was the um is that this album the 96 london album is the one that codifies a lot of lyrical changes that tim rice made which i hate I hate, 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 hate. Because you're like, what do you say? Yeah. And they're all in the NBC version. So it, it, it it's an appropriate album to go along with that. The arrangements are the same. A lot of the vocalists sound the same and the lyrics are all the same. And I prefer the big one being and the one that, that Twitter blew up about, which I love, is uh, for Twitter, my, my people who care about these things, is the lyric in This Jesus Must Die where Caiaphas says, What the God do about Jesus of Nazareth, miracle One thing I'll say for him, Jesus is cool. In the original recording, in this, he says, What that to do about Jesus of Nazareth? 
Tim Rice has a has a uh, response to this on Lyrics no. Genius. We're going to read this. One or two JCS fans complained to me about the changes. For example, I altered the priest line from one thing I'll say for him, Jesus is cool, to infantile sermons, the multitude drools, in order to rhyme with miraculous wonder man, hero of fools. Okay. I Which like is the drools previous line. much better than cool. That is stupid. And received a letter from a young friend of my son suggesting the entire flavor of that scene, if not the first act, had been lost. Sometimes <laughs> technique is less important than a visceral approach. Okay, so he's... Ooh. Which is why you're allowed to do either one, apparently. When you do the show, you can choose. Can they shut you down if you say, like, they Jesus prob- is a tool or something? Probably. I mean, I wouldn't make well, that but he's choice. not. I mean, but it's the... Yeah, that's a hard... <laughs> I really like the line, one thing I'll say for him, Jesus is cool. But mainly because of the bass voice you're getting it out of. I Absolutely. like that. Like that, able to hold on that. And vowel. who is that? Is that Caiaphas? That's Caiaphas. Yeah. Caiaphas. Yes. Yeah. So oh my God. Let's talk about this. So when you, you sat down to watch the live concert and you said you watched it a few times, did you, as somebody who understands, as I do, that like it's going to be different and that's going to bug you, Did were you able to go into it with a kind of an open yeah. mind, even with that knowledge? Yeah. I can clearly remember being completely fired up and excited the entire time. Oh, okay. So emotionally, I was there. Mm -hmm. But as someone who is addicted to this amazing version where everyone is standing still and has multiple takes, it had a really high bar. So there was definitely a lot of pausing. What was that? Like trying to explain, like literally playing my version and being like, listen to this. Now listen to this. You know? So there was a lot of that. It took us probably four hours to watch, to watch it. But thing. I wanted to stay live because everybody was blowing up. And I really wanted to have a voice in that conversation on Facebook. Sure. Because, you know, hello. Yeah, right. It's 2018. This and this is something I really love, mm-hmm. you know? And I really cared and was like so excited about, like more excited about than like the Twin Peaks revival, which I also went into being like, what is this? <laughs> I don't understand this, but that's a totally different. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah. So yes, I went into it like giving them the benefit of the doubt for sure, but I immediately turned on most of them. <laughs> wow, really? Okay. And I'm a nobody. See, I thought it was well. That's, but you're in the audience. You get a, you get a vote. The, I was a uh, I was really surprised how much I enjoyed it. Um, I did. I did have a great time. Yeah, I really liked it. It was not a concert. I get why they called it a concert. And it was the best of the live. Shows oh, 100%. that we've seen. 100%. Sure. I didn't Certainly hate on Sound NBC. of Music. I have heard, yes. I didn't hate Sound of Music either. So did you have any trepidation about the casting? No. Okay, neither I did I. I thought that, um, that John Legend was probably going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I don't really know his music except for like a Christmas album. Mm-hmm. Anyway, because I love voice, Christmas yeah. albums. Yeah, I don't know uh, Brandon Victor Dixon. I'd never ever experienced him before okay i haven't seen waitress but i have heard a lot of sarah borellis mm-hmm. and i knew she had that like folksy kind of feel which i also like rock and roll folk like i really dig that um and she's actually one of the few people who i actually liked better than my recording i will admit oh, okay. i will admit it so no i was really excited i mean all you have to do is like slap andrew lloyd weber on something and i'm subscribing oh okay <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yep. So just send <laughs> well, me some works. merch, Kay. Um, <laughs> so Brandon Victor Dixon has done a bunch of stuff. He he is probably most well known to listeners of this podcast either for he was in um, 
the musical Shuffle Along or the making of the musical Sensation of 1921 and all that followed that opened the same year as Hamilton and didn't. Oh, that's probably why it, it I didn't haven't do listened to well, it Well, famously, it didn't have a cast album, actually. It was a very <gasps> lauded production and then starring lots of African-American actors whom you've heard of and then closed due to bad sales because Audra McDonald had to leave the cast because she was pregnant. I do remember, you remember that. remember that kerfuffle? Yes, yeah, yes. there was a huge... I'm into gossip. Yeah. There you go. And then it leads me to like beautiful things. But then he left that show and then went to do, um, he took over as Aaron Burr on Broadway. And then um, he did it in the West End, I believe as well. So he's, you know, he's, he's an Aaron Burr, big Aaron Burr replacement. I'd and, like to um, hear his Aaron Burr. Yeah. He's a good. I would love to hear that. Aaron Burr. Um, so I could compare the two. Yeah. And so. That's where he was. So I was excited to see him. I was also very excited, surprised, actually. I didn't know he was in the show to see Norm Lewis play Caiaphas, <gasps> which is my favorite part. And, and I was I had, so excited to see him. That was my first introduction to Mr. Lewis. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I'm sure Norm I've Lewis heard awesome. Porgy and Bess. He was in the Signature production. I believe I so, think. yeah. I think I've heard... He's done a lot of stuff around here. YouTube he, yeah. or something. Somehow I'd heard him before, but I mean, he was spot on every note. Yeah. And I just fell in love with him. Just fell in love with yeah, him. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's absolutely great. He has a fan for life. <laughs> in me, for sure. I will follow Forever him and ever now. And ever. Yes. There you yes. Go. He's my new Michael Crawford. Oh, <laughs> all right. Sorry, Michael. You're well. I love you, Michael. I've never seen any of your movies. Your time is done. Um, Don't say that, <laughs> Patrick, because tomorrow you know it's going to be like right. Michael Crawford I'm passes so in the night. I'll be like, that oh, was your no, fault. No, 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 the last he's thing he heard. He's still alive, right? Yes, um, I believe he okay, is. Good. I would know yeah, if my husband alive. was dead. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Um, no, I love Michael Crawford. He's great. But anyway, so, but you seem less impressed with Brandon Victor Dixon okay, so than I was. The first, you know, the first watch through sure i was about the notes mm. sing the song and my one of my first notes about him is just let him sing stop making him dance oh okay because it really does affect your breathing it affects the way that the notes come out and there are five notes in this show that i want to hear and i heard three. Oh, okay so Upon second watch, I really paid attention to him because everybody seemed to love him. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to know what I was missing. He made some beautiful acting choices. Uh, his death scene. Yeah. He acted the crap out of it. And he didn't hit all the notes, but I felt something for him. I thought that the death scene was like really beautifully done. Yeah, very well Also, stayed. I feel like we don't need to see any more horrible things. We see horrible things every day mm -hmm. so to just see the ladder yeah. fall and to get the illusion but but upon second viewing i really appreciated his choices more and it's a musical but mm -hmm. he made some really really nice choices and i really respected um his performance a lot especially up against john legend who i don't really felt like he acted that much, and I have a lot of problems with the character of Jesus and the way that he is portrayed, um, because Judas is like, he's dangerous. This is bad. It's dangerous, and I'm like, I don't see the danger. I hmm. feel the chaos inside of Jesus, but you see the chaos in everyone else around him. So it's like, aren't they the danger? Not Jesus, and he just can't quite control them. Mm -hmm. You know. So um, 
yeah, I thought his acting was great in especially up against up against John Legend. Mm-hmm. He really stood out. Yeah, I, I was I was only nervous about John Legend as an actor. I knew he could sing. Yeah, and um, he was very um he was a bit of a cocky Jesus at the beginning, yeah. which I was like, okay, I get what Judas's problem is. You are being a little cocky. Mm-hmm. Um but then he just it's a hard, hard show. And I think that he I think he got a little fatigue. Mm. I think maybe I don't know. So it just felt to me like he became a more humble Jesus. That was the appearance. But really, I think he just didn't have anywhere to go mm-hmm. after playing that cocky guy. Because you really can't carry that cocky moment, you know, where he's in the audience and everybody loves right. him. You can't carry that through the whole show. Yeah. Um, but I thought they were both fine. Yeah. I mean, he's not a professional actor. And it felt right? very moment to moment. He's he really playing, great yeah. in that commercial, though, where they're yes. like trying to find trying something. Trying to fix the TiVo or whatever. I love Google that it. Yeah, commercial. that's a good. They're hilarious. They're I also hilarious have couple. some notes about some of the commercials throughout the broadcast <laughs> um, that stood out to me. So maybe we'll, maybe okay. we'll get to some of Okay. You want to pepper those them. in when they're fun facts? Yeah. That's good. I want people to go see some of the, the Helen Hunt movie. I got to get to the notes. Oh, but there you Did go. she look hot or what? <laughs> Helen Hunt? The volleyball movie? Yeah. What is it called? The brightest moment, yeah, I think it's based called. on a true story. So I'll go ahead and throw that. I saw a long trailer for that in front of was it Black Panther? It was weird. Whatever movie I saw, it did not it, fit, it didn't the, fit film. the movie. Yeah, it's like <laughs> forty. It's like forty minutes of trailers, and I'm just like, they probably thought someone's little that. sister. I, I mean, it's had a, it's to come a kids, to the you know, movie, t- teenagers movie. I guess, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Um, aspirational, however you want to call it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so I was, I was more distracted by by the the lyrical changes than anything else um but they really if you were just zoning out at the moment mm-hmm. that really brought you oh, back because you're like what it snaps me right back in because yes. i'm singing along if not out loud definitely in my head because every role is played by the girl behind me oh, as yeah. well as myself you know i am the girl behind you i'm so <laughs> sorry well how do you so this is interesting i want to i want to talk about about your more thoughts about jesus i'll write that down um but one thing that's striking me is, is somewhat amusing is that, so this is the second time we've done this show. Both times it's been chosen by women. There's one woman in this show. Right? Yeah. How does that, how do you feel about that when you watch it in, you know, or listen to it? Or it was a man's world. Mm-hmm. You know? Talk about Jerusalem or the 70s? Both. Both. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that, you know, Andrew Lloyd Webber, he just loves his leading ladies. And I think he thought, I can only handle one in this show. <laughs> right now okay like i can only deal with one you know i don't i don't ever want to play the girls in any musicals Mm. i want to be javert i want to be the two dudes who run the opera house in phantom like Uh both of them i want to play them both at the same time (laughs) you know i Uh want to be judas Mm -hmm. so for me like i would love more roles for women in theater but it it doesn't bother me because what would more women do to serve the story Mm. and in the nbc version there was a lot of girls Mm -hmm. in it um, specifically, like, Herod's song. So you are the Christ, you're the great Jesus Christ. Prove to me that you're divine. Change my water into wine. That's all you need to do, and I know it's all true. Come on, King of the Jews. Jesus, you just won't believe the hit you've made round here. You're all we talk about. Which 
I want to talk about. Had that little doo-wop group. Yeah. It disturbed me. Oh, really? Why? Because in that moment, I feel so bad for him, for Jesus. No one's taking him seriously. He's been through the freaking ringer. Mm-hmm. And then these girls were just shaking their feathered booties in his face. It just felt really disrespectful. And I was also hmm. like, could we get a male dancer in this number? Because, you know, Herod, he probably liked to have some dudes around. It felt very... It I felt mean, like Joseph. Right. It felt very Alice Cooper, actually, I was going to say. It yeah. felt like it, Herod's song gets a knock. The argument I always get into with people about Herod's songs, people who don't like Herod's song don't like it because it's stylistically very different from the rest of the show. Yeah. I like it for that reason. But hello, he's like somewhere else. Yeah. And it know? fits for me. It fits yeah. in the moment. Oh, I mo- absolutely agree. Um, Walk across my swimming pool. Yeah, I thought that was the most fun, hilarious thing. I told my my Catholic grandmother that. She was like... Stone face. I was like, "Are you sure you don't want to watch Dogma with me?" I know you're 94, but like, so I called my mom and I'm like, "You think Grandma's gonna right. tune in for Jay Z Superstar?" And she was like, "No, the Mets are on." And I was like, "Oh, oh okay. well, fair, <laughs> fair." Uh, yeah, I get that. So, um, yeah, but it's so, but that staging of it in him and his skit, like his snakeskin outfit and the girls, it did feel a little like I was suddenly somewhere else. Absolutely, and he was he was doing stuff which was very charming. Alice Cooper's hilarious. Oh, he was ad libbing. He, he really was, yeah. and I for a minute was the guy directing the show, like directing the being TV like, show. Alice. Being like, he's got to get off there. Like yes. he's got. We gave him five minutes, and it's been five minutes and ten seconds, and yes. we got to get him out of there. But I love that he did the same thing that Jesus did at the beginning: is that he mm-hmm. went and, and into the crowd. Yes, yeah. I loved that because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, you think you're king? Yeah, yeah. I can make this crowd go crazy. Right. And it's John. Alice Cooper, so they're definitely going crazy. Yeah. yeah. And maybe a lot of people didn't know about his version and being in the 96 version. People, I, would I think, didn't. thought it was a random choice. Yeah. They did. F- the reaction I got was like, why is Alice Cooper playing this part? And I it was sort of my bit of like, that's, I mean, it's fun casting, but it's weird yeah. casting. And then it's also hilarious. He gets third billing. It's John Legend, Sarah Bareilles, Alice Cooper. I know. He's in one song. I know. <laughs> At the end of the show. It's very late But I think show. it's a lot like Ted Neely, where like my mom's generation would like go throw panties. So like us kids well, are right. sitting there being like, this is fine. Well, if you're going to cast, if you're going to stunt cast somebody, you stunt cast Herod. It's like we say, it's Absolutely. one song. So if someone's going to come out for one song and just do the thing, it should be somebody I've heard of. Me I too. Mean, Alice Cooper's a fine choice. There's, there's like... We could have gotten know. some other folks, but I do probably, think the tie probably is what made that choice, like his yeah. tie to the Yeah, production. he'd done it once already. So they I wonder how long it been, though, since he'd sang that song. Well, uh, probably 20 18, years. 18 years, I would say. <laughs> 18 years is probably a good guess. He should totally do that on tour. Why not like oh, put God. that song in on tour and have those girls come out? Like, Give them some work. Oh, have, you mean just him do it on tour? Oh, oh yeah, yeah on his fun. tour. Sure. Yes, yeah. you should definitely that'd do that. That'd be fun. Let's write him a letter. Sure. We'll do hey, Alice. Let's send him a letter. Excuse me, Mr. Cooper. <laughs> Mr. Cooper. Um, I want to hang with Mr. He'll Cooper. He'll never be mine, Mr. Right. Cooper. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, so that was it, that was a quibble. I mean, but it was a quibble. It's not a... It didn't ruin anything I definitely me. did write, like, on the bottom of page three... I need a new page for Alice Cooper. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Start over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But so what did, uh, so Brandon Victor Dixon, you came around. A I little did. Bit. Yeah. I did. But for me in that moment, it was only about the music mm-hmm. because it is a score and it's a beautiful score and like respect it. Mm-hmm. Hit those notes. But if you want to pull some Shakespeare, 
excuse me, and act, mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> fine. Okay? Go ahead. And it is, the, it is sort of the problem of a live broadcast is we expect... You expect movie quality and it's not results, gonna be and it's not going to be that. He's nope. going to do what he's going to do. The filming, however, yeah. was beautiful. It was very well shot. Those yeah, dudes yeah. probably shoot sporting events. I love Dancing with the Stars because mm-hmm. the production value is like through the roof. And you know those dudes are doing NFL mm-hmm. when that show's not on. And that's what I really loved about it is the way that was filmed. Because I know that you're a film guy. So that yeah. was probably another thing that you were paying attention to, mm-hmm. which that was really beautiful for me. I mean... I think being in that audience would have been great, but like a very small smidgen of that audience got to see what we saw, especially at the end. Yeah, they couldn't with like see the, the crucifixion door. at all. Like really, right. yeah. yeah. And I don't think I would have wanted to be in the audience unless I was in those seats. But mm. for the rest of the show, nobody played to that side, right. really. So I don't know. But it was, regardless of how it was, it was a weird set stage up, having it being it was, like the two sides of a rectangle. That was an interesting. Was, that room was probably huge. Mungus. It was a stadium, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah I mean, it was just, it so. was, yeah. So it's outdoors on top of everything else. Oh my God. Um, it, lo- it looked really great, but it was a strange staging. Yeah. For sure. This is interesting. It really seemed like they used the term concert just to give them the freedom to kind of do whatever they wanted. Yeah. Uh, and also to put an audience there, which they all should have audiences. All of these live musical broadcasts. And I see why audiences. some of them don't like Sound of Music, for yeah. example, when they were like going through multiple rooms. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I get it. That? I get yeah. it. It's totally hard. But it changes the whole energy of the show. And, and like it, the first five rows never sat down. Yeah. So that lady in that you? sixth row was like, I hate I'm this. Like, I can't see anything. <laughs> what the heck is going on? But it was so much. It wasn't a concert. It was so staged. Yeah. And like I was expecting everyone to have hand mics if it was going to be a concert. And right. only Herod got. And, and uh, how Judas great was the, the mic drop? Like yes. the girl who caught that. I kept yes. thinking, you just saved them that $700. Was, that was very nice. You would have yeah. lost your job forever if well, you they had also, dropped that it mic. It shows that they know the audience too. Because like the number of times there have been mic drops and things. And like at least my Twitter and Facebook feed light up with all the tech people being like, but, don't drop mics. They're very expensive. Everyone likes them mic drop until yeah. it happens right <laughs> it's like Which smashing you gotta catch them you gotta somebody's gotta get it you gotta grab and, it like i bet you out of all the people in that show she was the most nervous yeah i'm gonna catch this <laughs> she thing she had the most pressure well and he's got to drop it in such a way that she could catch it <laughs> right and after his meandering around the and stage he was going a little off yeah the map wandering so, around yeah it remind. i did get a little nervous though that ever i don't know if you watched um i don't remember how many years whenever remember rock of ages yeah musical when that was at, at the Tonys, um, Brett Michaels performed and with the cast, and he took an extra bow at the end of the number, and there was this hard curtain coming down. Oh, my God. And it was timed a very specific way. He took an extra bow, turned around, and walked <laughs> face first into that thing. You can see it. It, it. it was on the broadcast. You can watch it on YouTube yes. very easily. He just slammed into that wall and, you know, fell down like you do. And that was what I started to get nervous about for Alice Cooper a little bit was like, how timed is, because there are sliding panels and there's things moving. I'm like, how timed is like somebody's, something's happening. Well, you only have to do that once before you like never, like whatever you say, Mr. Director. You know what I mean? I'm sure he was at rehearsal. And I'm also, (laughs) part of me is kind of sure of like, if you cast Alice Cooper, you know kind of what you're getting. So they probably gave him, like they probably buffered in some time for him to be Alice Cooper. Or for the applause. Hold on, cue number (laughs) 40,000. Alice is doing that thing again. I would love to see the cue sheet. 
no, for that no. show. I want to put the film people, been, the producers, and the like. It would have been a, oh my god! It would have been. I can't imagine what an undertaking long. this. That's why you need you need the commercials is. for that. If nothing else, like everyone needs to take a break and reset. So there's yeah. another question: Is in theater, mm-hmm. do we want commercial breaks well, or an no, intermission I don't, now? I don't think so. Well, I, I don't, don't want an intermission ever, but that's just me. I don't know, um, man. I gotta go to the bathroom a lot. Yeah, it depends on the show. <laughs> I mean, this show has a nice, yes, it's a very nice it's intermission. Short. Actually, yeah, it isn't that long. No, it's yeah. short. A lot of his shows are fairly. Sh- I mean, some of them are a little long. Well, but a some, little long. Yeah, but, but Joseph's uh, pretty short. Jo- his first three. I mean, even Evita, which which can stretch a little bit, is they're they're tight. It also they flow moves. really well. Yes. yes, and there's no traveling. We're not like walking to where we're going, yeah. which you know, like this took a long time. This whole story, like yeah, that yeah. was a long time, mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. So I want to talk about age. Yes, let's talk about age. Yes. I, why do all the apostles have to be like hot 20-somethings? Do you not well, think that there was a few apostles who were in their 50s? Well, it's because it's on television is the answer. I, and I yeah. get that, mm-hmm. but it would have, I think they used musical style to really um, differentiate between the apostles because they all mm. look like hot topic managers. So it was like, <laughs> who are these kids? And if those right. kids dressed like that showed up in my town, being like about their new god i might have been a little nervous Mm -hmm. myself so i think they used that rather than like age it was a diverse set of apostles there were Mm -hmm. women there was you know everybody uh, of all colors um but i just want more variety and i get that that it was tv but i don't think i've ever seen a production where it wasn't like a bunch of hot 20 something yeah who were apostles so that was really my that's only my issue and that's like a show-wide issue not just an nbc issue that like i want to see the old dude who Mm -hmm. like jesus talks to because he's like had some miles Mm -hmm. you know like what are you gonna get from peter (laughs) what is peter doing for you because he didn't do anything for me Uh in this show he's my biggest complaint i'm sure his mother thought he was great huh that's interesting in the video you're talking and that is why i Feel, felt like yes i felt like that's why they use the musical styles to differentiate between the apostles because he was very broadway which that's the thing that i don't want in this musical my the 96 version is a bunch of rock stars and i want everybody to be a rock star i don't want to hear some broadway stuff like i hate <laughs> that in this show uh-huh. it's fine in in some other musicals spring awakening and you know those kind of i don't want that i hmm. want you to be like a humble sad kid who's like denying your brother mm-hmm. you know that's what i wanted so i i just had problems with him Played plus jason tam for some reason his mic like kept cutting out like oh did it like i wrote the i wrote a note i only watched it once said, so i don't have that kind of like i wrote a note that said turn on peter's mic and then in parentheses i will take that comment back later <laughs> and that's my favorite song can we start again please that's one of my favorite songs and i just didn't feel it Start again, please. 
and also I don't understand what that song does for the story, even though I really like it. Like, oh, is but it it's just still your favorite song? Is it just not my favorite? But, but it's my favorite, favorite to songs? sing. It's okay. my favorite to sing along to. I don't understand the point of it. If it's just a song of peace, that's great. We're all, you know, we all need to be more peaceful after the temple. You know, because right, that's a so, lot. So, uh, I'm glad you're here to talk about this recording and this broadcast because one thing we missed out on when Danielle was here was could you start again? Could we start again, please? Because it isn't on the the rock opera. And I will now say out loud, I hate, hate, hate that song. Why do you hate it? While I look through my notes, I hate. Could we start again, please? Because it is. I have to acknowledge one of the reasons I hate it is because of that thing we've been talking about this whole time. It is not on the album I listened to. Right. So that's one. But yes. two, even past that, because it's in the Broadway product. It was added to the show very quick. Like the first stage productions has right. the song. It wasn't added. I always thought it was in the movie and then retroactively fitted. It's not. It's been in the show since it's been on stage. I don't. I don't get what it does. Thematically, and I don't like what it says. I don't like the. I don't like everybody coming out and being like, "Listen, we messed this up. Could we have a do-over?" But I also think it's a song of forgiveness, which is what Jesus oh, is all that? about. Because Mary is taking him aside and saying, "You messed up, dude. Mm-hmm. You messed up by denying him." But we're not going to. To you're still one of us. Just, mm-hmm. just keep with us. It's gonna be okay because that is Jesus's message. Mm-hmm. It's forgiveness, and we all, you know, screw up. And and Peter screwed up because he was scared. You know, I do wish in that moment though that he was like surrounded by a crowd while he was leaving, and mm. I think that would, you know, just make it. I don't know a little more. So I only think that it's a song of peace and a song of forgiveness, just to remind us maybe why we're here and why we're fighting for this guy. Okay. I don't object to it as a piece of songwriting, I should say, either. I think it's a perfectly it's lovely song. my favorite to sing along to. Um, I, yeah, I just think it has no place in this show. It, it really has... It feels like, more than Herod's song to me, a, a style crash. It doesn't feel like it was written... And I know it wasn't written at the same time as all the other songs. It's a very standard, show tune kind of love ballad i agree and it especially his version yeah sorry so yeah wasn't my favorite and that that was a that was a disappointing moment for me Mm. yeah because it is a so i think i just sang along (laughs) to cover i just played peter yeah i liked hearing sarah Bareilles sing it i don't have any complaints about that who i by the way i thought was great i I really thought she was she was above and beyond um i knew she could act because she'd done waitress but she was also very small and she knew she was on film. She wasn't because yeah. sometimes as theater people, yes. when I get on film, they're like, "Whoa, yeah. take, take it, it down." Way down. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so I felt that she was she was very uh, contained, mm-hmm. and I really liked that. Plus, I just I really like her voice. Yeah, I do too. I like that folksy feel, and I feel like that's what the show needs is mm-hmm. like her to stand out and like a folksy moment because honestly compared to the rest of them she's a little loose so let's make her a little more of a looser type of style which i you mean the character is a little looser, like not yeah. as uptight i see what you right. mean okay yeah. yeah i mean she's not really an apostle no you know she's still following them but as judas said she's not like following our rules right which like whatever judas yeah you know that is an interesting moment in the show that i think gets a little overlooked i mean it's it's a it's a the oils yeah yeah the well, there's both. There's two, obviously. I mean, he has the like um, 
this the moment where he's like, what? Yeah, yeah, strange thing mystifying, where he's just like, what's your what's your deal? Well, and that's actually, that's a lyric change that drives me nuts, because in this show, and I'll play it here, it is... It seems to me a strange thing, mystifying, that a man like you can waste his time on such a concubine. And then in the original that I listen to all the time, it, it seems to me a strange thing, mystifying, that a man like you can waste his time on women of her kind. Which again, doesn't exactly rhyme. It seems right. like all these lyric changes were made to, to be make it rhyme. literal rhymes. And I don't... I, <laughs> I don't need that in, in my rock art. opera, I don't need that. No. I just need... Yeah, sort of rhyme is fine. And kind and... That's a great band name. Yeah, sort, sort of, of rhyme. rhyme. Yes. Sort of rhymes. Uh, so that that's a lyric change that drives me nuts. I have like... The historical portrayal of Mary Magdalene is always a little bit like... It's getting old to mm-hmm. me, this, this whole She's idea. really great in Lamb, though. So if you guys okay. haven't read Lamb, The right. Gospel According to Biff. I do know Lamb, but I've uh, never read it. Christopher okay. Moore. Yeah, yeah. Just love that. Uh, she's great okay. in that because she's, she's in charge. Oh, okay. You know, she's like bossing them around and being like, get it together. Because it's like about them when they're a little kid, like right. younger children. Right. But yeah, like she gets a bum rap. Like, what do we know? Yeah. We don't know. Not a whole lot. You know, and that's one of my favorite moments of Superstar where it's like, if you'd come later you could have been like a multimedia yeah. like why did you choose to come before the internet mm-hmm. like what yeah. you know so who knows that's true that is a good yeah that's a really good point I mean the characterization and he does it overtly Tim Rice does in, in Strange Thing Mystifying they're conflate it's often that Mary Magdalene is conflated with the story that I'm sure you know um where Jesus stopped the woman being stoned with the whole, if you're he without sin cast the first stone right um there's a woman who's being stoned for adultery and it's sort of it, the, his, it is commonplace to conflate Mary Magdalene to that character, and that's how she came to right. join the group. And But that's that's a conjecture. That right. is purely a sort of, like, in my isn't mind, this a neat little narrative wrap-up? We, right. we can put these two I think she together. came for the message. And like yeah, the hot because all the other women did, you know, right. Mar- Martha and and and, and Mary, the, the other the other Mary, they come, you know, they come for whatever reason. Veronica. Veronica was on, she the one with the shroud of turn? Well, not the shroud of turn, but the shroud. Jesus's face on I the played her in the our passion play oh, when I was go. in second grade. Little via so. crucius action, I love it. So I think that's my um my uh, what is it when you're allowed to eat the stuff and drink the wine? Yeah, I think that's what I chose as like my first oh, communion name was well, Veronica. Confirmation, you get confirmation. Yeah, yeah, I chose Veronica. Well, you are lapsed, aren't you? God bless. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love it. You're forgetting that you're forgetting all the code words. I know. Um, That's what I told you. And I'm like, I think I know religion. And yeah. people are like, confirmation. I'm like, right. That thing. First communion When I got right. $267. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Good and like haul. a great cake. Nice. Oh, man. Well, my, my mother is one of eight. So oh, that yes. was an awesome day. Thank you, Aunt Nancy, Aunt Kathy, and Aunt Mary, and Aunt Megan. Thanks, everybody. All right. <laughs> for the cards. For the cards and the money. <laughs> love it. Driving me to That's what it's Sunday for. school. Sure. <laughs> That's yeah, eighth grade. What do you mean? <laughs> so, but let's talk about Gethsemane as we wrap up here a little bit. I only want to say if there is a way, take this cup away from me, for I don't want to taste its poison. 
feel it burn me. I have changed. I'm not as sure as when we started. Then I was inspired. Now I'm sad and tired. Listen, surely I've exceeded expectations. Tried for three years, seems like thirty. Could you ask as much from any other man? So we're gonna say we're gonna we have to talk about this in a couple different ways. The record. Let's talk first about the recording, the '96 recording version, and then talk about John Legend's performance in the live broadcast. So, on this recording, we and I'll play it here. Uh, who's the actor who plays Jesus? Steve Balsamo. Steve Balsamo holds his big note in Gethsemane for, and I'll play it here, 20 seconds. Jennifer insists he's doing it live. I've done it live in the car. It doesn't sound nearly as good, but I can hold it. I, I am going to say he is, he is being uh, assisted uh, by audio editing techniques. That's fine, Patrick. I have don't no, be a believer. I, I say, it's I, fine. I don't have a problem with that. I don't. I don't like. I'm not faulting. It's a recording. You like, believe it or you, or you don't. don't. That's ooh, much like very Jesus. Good. Sheep and goats. And <laughs> yeah, there you are. So so that's fine. It, it, it's interesting. To me, that they they go for that note because the the usual note that people go for in Ted Neely and Ian Gillian is the all right, I'll die becomes the big like high reaching rock note. And I have feelings about John Legend's performance, but I want to see what your feelings are about John sure. Legend's performance. I think that it's a beast. It's a beast of a number, and I didn't appreciate it as much as I should have until I saw it in HD and kind of saw like what it did to his body and like how hard he had to like reach for breath. Like it almost felt like in some moments he was like drowning. Just when you see a singer's nose go in, like it has a breathing strip on, they yeah. are struggling. Um, so it's a beautiful and and terrible number, but there's, and there's not a lot of time to breathe. So there's a reason it's written in staccato. Mm -hmm. There is a reason that you hit it and you're over it. You hit it and you're over it. Cause he held some stuff and those are the moments you need to breathe, John, because you're going to get to the space. And so I think at the beginning of the number, he's not taking the, like how hard it's going to be quite as seriously as I would have liked. And then you see him really struggle so unfortunately you know he didn't hit the most important notes in the score but i thought he recovered beautifully mm -hmm. um he was really trying and i you know when he missed the note i was like oh it's okay honey you know um which i didn't give a lot of other people that but i just know like what a beast it is so i felt like don't hold a note that's like 
not supposed to be held because you need that moment to breathe. And mm-hmm. if he had been taking those breaths, he's got abs. He's in great yeah, yeah. shape. Like, find the breath. And vocal control. I mean, and he knows his, Well, so I, I felt he, he's a man who knows his voice. It's his whole job. He knows how to sing. Yep. He knows how to control his voice. He and he was very good with up there and down mm-hmm. there. He has a great range. I think he was poorly served by the camera. I think there was a moment where they went in for a close-up right as he was taking this obscene breath that he yeah. needed to take. And he looked awful. He looked like he was drowning. Yeah. And yeah. I think that was bad directing. I agree. I think, like, if you... You need to give him the space. You need to serve him. He's performing the song. It's an iconic he's song. The star. Everyone knows what he's gonna do. If he's gonna, you gotta gotta let him hit the note, then go in for the close up. Right. You can't go in where you think he's gonna hit the and note. I think that that wasn't a director's choice. I think that was a producer's choice. Probably. Either way, yeah. somebody somebody messed up. Somebody well, made a choice, and I'm sure he knew that was what was gonna happen. I'm not saying they yeah. like they punked him. It's just somebody wasn't. We're looking out for him in that moment. And there's a couple other moments in the broadcast that I felt like we never got a wide shot of yeah. the Last Supper pose. Are you kidding we me? There were not a lot of wide shots, period, which I think was a kind of... They I were using agree. them sparingly, and I kind of get that. But there was a few moments where I wanted to see the stage. Me Especially too. during the dancing. Like, let yes. me see everybody dance. That's the point. Like, uh, yeah. the, one of the things that makes dance look awesome is that all these people are doing the same thing. And there was a moment in one song, I cannot remember what it was, where I was like... I can't believe I'm commenting on the dancing. There's clearly something wrong with this number if it was, oh, it was during Superstar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but back to. Yeah. So g- g- it was. It, they did not serve they him. They didn't serve him well in the direction. And but I also don't think I would he love was to hear prepared. him. Yeah, I'd love to hear him. I'd love to hear the recording of yes, him singing the song. And are I they going to do it. one? Well, I think they are, aren't they? Isn't I would buy album? that. I want them standing a, still by themselves. Yeah, there's <laughs> a cast I, album because they were selling this during the sh- like the commercials were like go online you can download. I don't. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was. So I'm pretty sure it was recorded. You sold me. In, I'm gonna in check it out. Um, because maybe yeah. I'll fall in love with Judas. I think you. One. I think you would. I mean, I think it's it, it in that circumstance. I think given a chance, they can like they could do something yeah. really interesting with it. Oh. uh, uh Tell me, Christ, how you feel tonight. I've always oh, thought yes. in my head how After I would arrest. stage that. And that's exactly how I would have staged it. With oh, the okay. boom mics, the cameras, the reporters. Like my, Since I was like 15, that's how I so saw I it. So I will say that always bugs me. I, I don't like the... There was a bit in... When I saw Ted Neely do it, they did it that way. And they yes. actually had a screen on the stage where yep. they like broadcast it. And I really... Like this is not... I, I don't get too upset about historical anachronisms in shows and stuff. But anytime characters had mics who were not Judas during Superstar, the cameras, there was a bit during the temple number and the Ted Neely version where they selling t-shirts on poles. Okay. We we saw the exact same production years apart. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it takes me out of the show. Because where are we? Yeah. Because honestly, it cannot be set in a different time. Yeah. It's set in this sort of like weird amorphous Absolutely. time. And it doesn't, it also doesn't make any sense, like quite literally, it's occurring to me now saying this, that like if Judas makes this whole point during Superstar that like he came during a time of non-mass media, right. and you can't have TV cameras on stage. Well, now you've, you've just you've like the point. totally changed. Now I have to go home and re-block that yeah, scene. Yeah, in your head. It's terrible. Yeah. Oh no, it's all written down. <laughs> <laughs>
The original cast is produced and edited by me, Patrick Flynn. The original cast is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at OriginalCastPod. You can follow me on Twitter at UnknownPenguin. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts from the convenience of your iPhone and or check out the original cast on Stitcher if that's how you get down. My thanks to Jen Osborne for coming down and talking to me today. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs>